Well, hello everybody out there in music video land and welcome to another edition, a very special edition of uh, This Week in Music Videos, the Music Video Land podcast brought to you by your super good friends at imvdb.com, the internet music video database. This is a music video podcast where we talk about music video release, releases, news, etc. But this week, we're talking about something very special indeed. But before we get into that, someone else is joining me on the podcast, as usual, from Manhattan, New York, uh, is Mr. Doug Klinger. Doug, how are you? Doing super good, Adam. That can only mean one thing. Absolutely singular thing that it could Give me mean. one thing. I think, yeah, I do. Uh, I've been on this podcast more than anybody, even more than you. That's right. I think, yeah. Yeah, because I've, 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 I've been on every episode. So there was one episode that you were only on partially. I think it was just me and Adam Alexander. And oh, and then I called in from South by Southwest. You called in from South by Southwest. So but then there was a whole string that you weren't there for. Well, there was a whole string where I just recorded alone by myself in the room, and I never released them. We never so. put those up. That's just you yelling at the wall. Yeah, it was. I mean, they were. We we listened to them and sort of considered them and deemed them too sad. So, Doug, you may have noticed it's it's kind of like we're running out of time in 2015. Yeah, holy shit! It's almost done. Yeah. Um, right now, as we recorded, it, it's basically the very. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's more than halfway point. More than half time of December. Yeah. Um, so and, and more than half time of the year. Way more than half time of the year. Yeah. So this is the time where we talk about our top music videos of 2015. And this is what this podcast is about. We're talking about the year in music videos all boiled down to just 10 yeah, music that's videos. All, there was only 10 good videos this year. Absolutely. So easy to no. choose. Oh, you're right. No, that's a lie. <laughs> we we lied. There yeah. was a lot of good videos. And Adam flew to New York for us to, to file this list down. That's right. I flew to New York, and we we sat in your apartment, Doug, and we whittled down this list from mm-hmm. an initial 50. And we had an interesting method of doing this, um, which, I mean, we've done this before for several years. So we kind of, right. we, we we know how it goes, but I think we also know what each other is going to pick. So we've, also, we've done a few things, and one of them, which I enjoy is that we both have a, like, at the very top of the the process, we both have one video that's safe. Right. That we, like, that cannot be removed from the list by the other person. <laughs> we take the other's influence away from one video. Exactly, so yeah. It to be singular uh, choosers for just a one video, one of the ten. And then we go through, I think we start with a list of around 50, and then we just go through, and we're, I mean, it took us several hours to whittle mm-hmm. down the list. Several hours. How many vape pen experiences did it take oh i don't even know I don't, six I, dozen six dozen eight dozen yeah 12 dozen who knows baker's dozen um right. lots of vaping um and we finally whittled it down and we, so the criteria that we used to whittle this down was also pretty varied i mean there are a few there are some videos that were on our list for quite a while and then we, yeah and then and then and then we kind of like talked about it. We sat down and we we looked each other we in the re, eye. We rewatched it. We Chromecasted the videos to our TV. We did, yeah. Um, and we switched shirts. We were like, well, let me see how I feel in your shirt, and you wear my shirt, and just see if like shirts have anything to do with it. Turns yeah. out shirt shirt turns out shirts had no influence, but right. we weren't gonna like leave it there un, unchecked. Well, I was skeptical of that, and and you know for good reason. It turned out to be pretty useless, but. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So one of the things we did was kind of look back through the year in music videos to look at different videos that we might have forgotten because like, a year is a, is a long time. Yeah, it's 369 days. And uh, one of the things that we looked at is, you know, we've done, I don't think we skipped that many weeks for this year for the podcast. I think we probably yeah, we we need a one lot more of- podcast left before the end of the year. Yeah, obviously. I think we might have done like 50 or 51 episodes. Yeah, I think we uh, I think we skipped a skipped one for Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah, we did do that. Um, um, and then we skipped one when we were fighting. Right. And let's and, talk about that. And then that's it. So we went back and kind of looked through uh, you know the year in music videos uh, to look and see what videos we were excited about at the time we were talking about. And Doug, we do you want to run we, run down kind of just like some of the things we were talking about this year. Yeah. So in addition to this list, like we kind of like looked at the year 2015 as in music videos, because I think unlike when Pitchwork puts out their best music videos of the year, or when some of these other sites and, you know, every, every website that's ever been made has a best music videos list of the year. But I think that we're uh, trying to look at it from a, a unique perspective and we have very specific criteria and we kind of, like where the year went and what the year meant for music videos is a big part of that decision making. And so, you know, one of the, you know, for example, one of the things that we had to consider was that Apple music became a big player in music videos. It, 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 it didn't exist before this year, but now it's become a big player in music videos and they premiered a lot of very high profile you know, some of the most popular best videos of the year have premiered through Apple Music. And so we had to make sure, you know, some of the videos aren't even in the database yet because we only support currently at the time of recording YouTube and and Vimeo embeds. So we needed to make sure that we had considered all of the Apple Music premieres, even the ones that might not be in the database yet or the ones that hadn't been in the database for that long or made the biggest impact on Apple Music. Like it's a whole new platform of music videos that we had to consider for our top 10 list. And so that was like a big element in, in what we were talking about. Yeah. Apple music premiered in June and, uh, music videos were not really part of the Apple music rollout. They weren't like, Hey, check out all these music videos. Um, but you know, as we mentioned on the podcast before music videos have always kind of weirdly been a part of Apple. Uh, you know, one of the biggest companies, if I think if not the biggest companies by revenue in the world, um, you know, their entertainment arm and their music arm uh, kind of to really tightly intertwine music videos into their music offering. And, and it's, it's not a surprise, uh, that big a surprise, because as you mentioned, they've always been there. And it, way back um, two years in 2012, when Daniels were on the podcast and they had a music video, two music videos in a row premiere on iTunes back when music videos would just premiere on iTunes and you had to download them onto your phone to watch them. Um, they, they talked about how they heard that there was like a direct connection between people who watch a music video on iTunes, like a large percentage of them then go on to buy the album. So I have a feeling that a large percentage, and I think that's the K that's the KPI, uh, to take a term that I've learned in my, in the internet, the internet taught me. What does KPI mean, Doug? It means a key point of interest, I think, oh. or something. Inf- influence. I don't know what the fuck it means. <laughs> it means the shit that's important. And I have a feeling that the shit that's important um, from the what the i the what the Apple Music 
you, um, music video views lead to is how many people who watch that video then like either also have an Apple Music account or somehow like after watching that video get an Apple Music account. That's what probably matters. I don't think Apple Music cares about the view count of these videos or the loves that these videos get. I think they can they care about subscribers to their new music service. And somehow I think viewing video, music videos and building that brand recognition through music videos for Apple Music probably in somebody's spreadsheet <laughs> leads to more people subscribing to Apple Music as a service. That's right. Uh, Apple Music was uh, kind of famous, I guess, one of the, the kind of like KPI, Doug, as you may, uh, <laughs> you know, if you will, of Apple Music was that you got a three free three-month subscription to Apple Music. That's almost like a lifetime if your life is only three months. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're living for three months, you've got other problems, but one of the problems you don't have is paying for a music subscription. Well, unless you're like a mosquito or something, right? Aren't there some things out there that like three months is a lifespan? Yeah, three months. Like by the end, they're kind of like, you know, they're in a mosquito home. Um, you know, enjoying reruns of <laughs> their kids, shows yeah, that I remember from three months ago. Their kids don't answer their calls anymore. Yeah, they don't have it's, it's, kind of, it's depressing me now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Apple Music, you, you know, was, was, I think, as people look back on this from a non-music video context, we'll probably see mu- uh, Apple Music as a failure from the music side and from, you know, probably the... Uh, the product side, but I think the the actual music video side of Apple Music, which not a lot of people have concentrated on or written about or focused on at all, will go down as probably one of their strongest points. Uh, they released music videos for Drake, one of which we may be talking about later. Um, they released music videos for M.I.A., uh, for many other really, really the high weekend. Prof- The weekend for they hit They hitched their, their wagon to the right other wagons or whatever they did you hitch, you hitch to uh they know what they're doing in fact um one of my favorite lists at the end of the year is the pitchfork 100 top tracks of uh you know the year i love that list and pitchfork i think does a great job of compiling that love that list and uh in the past few years there's always been an official pitchfork spotify playlist um which has been really convenient and this year guess where you can find the track oh shit our old friend Apple Music just oh, sucking shit. up all that juice, um, sucking up all that sun's energy. That's right. So Apple Music doing a, a crazy job, a huge player in music videos this year, and but, in our conversation, and in our conversation. But um, in terms of huge players in music videos, we had a late entry into the year, uh, relatively. Um, that was not premiering on any special platform. In fact, just went old plain Jane. Over to the old Vivo. Oh, Vivo. Ever uh, heard of it? And just kind of knocked everybody out of the park. Well, they yeah. knocked, they knocked it out of the park. They knocked everybody over. And that was Adele's Hello music video that was right. released in uh, September, I believe. September. So it's about uh, three-ish months old. Mm-hmm. Uh, 700 million views. Um, so it was hard to ignore this music video in our conversations as well. Um like, even if we hated the music video and hadn't seen it, it's like, well, what about this one that uh, 700 million people watched in three months? <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess we ought to consider that one. Um, 
So again, this is this also represents a 2015 trend, and that is folks premiering songs through music videos, mm-hmm. um, and music videos work, I guess, because you know I, I don't think when and we talked about this on the podcast when we talked about the Adele video a couple weeks or months ago, is that I don't think if Adele would have just put this song out on SoundCloud, if SoundCloud would have 700 million plays at this point. I think mm. the accompanying video to the song release elevates the song and obviously the video. Uh, and, and I think that there is something about that kind of one-two punch that comes along with music videos that that brings a video like this that was like and a song like this that was already going to like light the world on fire to a second level that like before didn't really that like wouldn't exist without the video and i think you know this adele video is a perfect example of that you know it's it's essentially like 15 minutes from being at a billion views uh, and it'll <laughs> and it'll be the fastest video to get there and uh, this like this video threatens everything it, it it's the only video that like legitimately threatens Ganyam style as potentially being one of the uh, or the most viewed video on the internet and then in a music video on the internet. And that's a trend that was started in 2014 with, uh, I believe the really the first big video to really do that and make a point of it was Shake It Off by Taylor Swift, directed by Mark Romanek. Um, and we've seen that, that trend, I mean, that's something that in 2015, a lot of artists, including Adele, have looked at it and said, you know, this is, this, this works, this is something that's going to work for our album promotion and our, and our song promotion. Uh, Downtown by Macklemore uh, was also a music video that came out at the exact same time as the song. Um, same thing with uh, Missy Elliott's comeback, uh, Where Are They From, WTF. Um, you know, if you wanted to hear the new Missy Elliott song or the new Macklemore song, you you pretty much had to watch the video as well. And um, if you want to, like, re-emerge as a musician... You got to do it through a music video. Absolutely. Like if you've spent any amount of time away, whether it's just an album cycle like Macklemore or whether it's 15 years like Missy Elliott, um, the music video is the way to blast yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Um, We also, speaking of Vivo, got kind of some big platform. Well, maybe this only matters to me. Um, but uh, Vivo changed their watermark on all YouTube videos. <laughs> this only matters to you this much. I, I this much, yeah. This is kind of big. Um, for as long as Vivo has been around, uh, for you know, Vivo basically is a like more expensive branding for YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, when YouTube videos or when music videos became huge on YouTube. So they've always had this very distinct and kind of iconic watermark on the music, on the music videos. And you may have seen it. It's like this, this uh, two toned pink and like, you know, like bright pink and reddish pink leaf kind of with the Vivo logo, um, which is just a typeface and white. Um, and that was on, Every thumbnail like that you saw, you could very easily and immediately identify something as a Vivo music video because of that uh, watermark. Um, and in 2015, they changed it. They removed the colored leaf entirely, and now we just have this this very simple white um, logo on all these Vivo music videos. That was another thing. It's still, it's still a third of the videos. <laughs> it still takes up a third of the video's thumbnail, but... It is a lot more simple. It doesn't have pink. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's notable too. We can, we can count. We'll check that as notable. 
And it's not something that we considered when picking our list of top 10. <laughs> no. But it is, it is, something, it is something that's notable from 2015. Um, um, we also had the MTV Music Video Awards this year. Um, and this year was notable for an article that uh, music video director Josh Forbes wrote and a campaign that he uh, – or Kickstarter that he operated mm. before the MTV. GoFundMe. Yeah. Oh, sorry. GoFundMe. Um, <laughs> he was nominated for the Shut Up and Dance video, which he directed, um, but was not uh, invited to the award ceremony when was in fact told he could buy a $900 ticket. Mm-hmm. So he started a GoFundMe campaign to send him to the VMAs and also kind of a sparked conversation about uh, how MTV treats directors and how they view music videos in general. Right. Because, you know, technically this is a, this video did not come from one of the technical categories. It came for best rock music video. And so since Josh was not the named nominee, uh, that I guess is MTV's excuse for not inviting uh, or not, you know, comping the ticket for the director of the music video that is being nominated for an award. So Josh got his ticket. Uh, They raised the money. GoFundMe did or helped. Um, and Josh went and he wrote a Daily Beast article about his his time at the VMAs. And I think what got the most attention from that article was Josh's description of the London Alley Enterta- Entertainment <laughs> after party, which, we, you know, um, I think uh, it, 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 it mixed responses to that in the music video industry, I would say. Is he, you know, Josh is a really funny guy and is a very funny article, um, but it also is uh, pretty harsh on, <laughs> on London Alley. And so, um, you know, def- but definitely a notable moment. And it was definitely a moment when, because, you know, Josh's GoFundMe page was shared on Mashable and on Perez Hilton and all sorts of mainstream media outlets. And so it was a moment when, you know, eyes were already on music videos because of the VMAs and people were looking a little bit deeper in, and, and paying attention to directors and some of the plights of, you know, being a music video director and becoming aware of like what happens and like what, like that music video director is like what it is, you know, fo- folks getting a little piece of what it is to be a music video director. Um, so that was definitely super interesting uh, this year as well. Um, what, what else? Anything else? Anything else massive? You know, I think that covers it for our sort of preamble because everything yeah. else is massive, I think, is in our list. Yeah, We the People, right? Preamble. <laughs> yeah, this is the We the People of IMVDB. Um, do in order hereby to declare for more, more perfect union. Uh, hereby declare that the following are the top ten music videos of the year. And Doug, we're going to start with number ten, and we're going to talk a little bit about each music video. Well, should we tell folks too if they're listening to this that we have a very fancy, you know, like we have a very like we talked about these music videos in video form, uh, and that you can see on on the website at imvdb.com slash two thousand fifteen two thousand fifteen. Um, but if you, you know, for whatever reason would rather, you know, the folks hearing us now are the people who are interested in music videos, but mainly to hear about them. Mm-hmm. And so they've listened to the podcast, but you can watch along with this process at imvdb.com slash 2015. But instead, if you're listening, that means we should get into it. And so, yeah, that's what we were doing. And so number 10, like you said, Adam. Well, we should also we mention, talk- mention that if you're in Portugal... 
Oh, right, of course. Uh, um, on December 23rd. Oh, man. Let's say, so you're at home. You're chilling with your family. You're Portuguese or you are in Portugal for some other reason and you speak Portuguese. Um, and you want to kind of enjoy some music videos. Uh, you can turn to Canal 180, which I am yep. told is uh, Portuguese for Channel 180. Uh, and you can see our top 10 music video list. Us sitting on a couch together in New York talking As about friends. each one of these. Um, which is super and big exciting. shout out to big shout out to Ian Perlman, who helped with the uh, he shot the video for us and he helped with the production. Big shouts. I think we would still be there shooting if Ian didn't uh, put on his uh, uh, first AD mm-hmm. hat. Um, and we're yeah right. And and also this is today we're recording this podcast on Ian Perlman's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Ian! Happy birthday, December fifteenth, Ian Perlman. Uh, so. Let's get right into it, Doug. Let's dig we? in. We talked about the weekend yeah. already. We which did, is, which is interesting because because this music video is the weekend. a weekend music video. This is the newest weekend video because so look back on 2015 at the very beginning of 2015. I think you could be forgiven for not knowing who the weekend is. Let's just say hypothetically. Yeah, sure. Um, but as the year progressed. The weekend had a huge year. First, he had that song uh, "Worth It" in the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack, which was kind of like his first kind of foray into a big uh, hit pop song. And then he had "Can't Feel My Face," which was a massive hit in 2015. Um, and then he also had "The Hills," which was another massive hit. Uh, "Can't Feel My Face" and "The Hills," both directed by Grant Singer, uh, music videos, uh, and. Then later in the year, just very recently, actually, we got a new entry into the uh, the weekend canon, and that is In the Night, directed by our good friends, the directing duo Brother. Who were on the podcast last week talking about this music video. Oh, my God. We we picked this before they were on the podcast. They didn't Yeah, right. They didn't, yeah, they didn't lobby us. Um, but, so we were super excited about this video for a number of reasons. Number one, as you may know, if you are a longtime fan of the podcast, uh, all two of you, uh, that we have been following Brothers' career and and being you know talking to them. And Doug, you've met with them several times. And, and yeah, one of our only like behind the scenes endeavors. We've done like a handful of them, and one of the only ones we've done was a very early Brother video. For um, I wasted my time by IO. That's right. Who, yeah, which was, also um, is uh, the musician behind the introduction music of the video yeah. on this on this podcast page or on this on this top page. So big shouts to IO too, right? Yeah, Let's get so. shouts in this podcast. Um, and they have a very specific. Well, not I don't want to say specific style, but they have a general style that you could say look at that and be like, huh, does that. Is that brother in a in a, in a very good way? Not in yeah, a, defi- like a, way. a defined style. I think is a good way to put it because they definitely do. Mm-hmm. Um, their their videos always pack a lot in. Their edits have you know often a lot of energy or just a lot of stuff going on at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, but always in like a very beautiful way where if you don't really even aren't able to follow the story kind of punch by punch that you kind of can just let let action wash over you and you can kind of follow along enough mm-hmm. uh, where you're just kind of let the beauty kind of carry you the rest of the way. Um, and But yeah, this is like kind of like the the 
quintessential brother video almost. It's like such a dark and, and weekend is such a, I feel like such a great artist that like brother style really compliments. So Grant Singer did uh, three videos for the weekend this year, tell your friends the Hills and uh, um, can't feel my face. And all three are fantastic music videos. Um, the, the pace is a little more measured. Um, especially even, you know, the Hills video, which has a car explosion, um, you know, kind of moves at, you know, a pretty measured pace. Um, they all seem to take, they all take place in one sort of like, you know, contained space. And this video, on the other hand, really kind of opens up, you know, all of those elements. This is a music video that's pretty violent, uh, yeah. very fast paced, very stylized, um, very intense and very long as well. It's a six minute and 18 second video. And and I, I was just going to say, I think it's, it's all about timing too. When, a you know, I think when you mentioned that the weekend has really become, you know, gone from a, you know, someone who pays a lot of attention to music and reads a lot of music blogs would know about to someone who is basically the, you know, one of the biggest pop stars of the year. And I think when you make that type of transition that your earlier videos need to be kind of either performance heavy, like can't feel my faces or just kind of, a, a little bit more, like you say, measured. I think the third, the fourth video from the album has the luxury of being able to be a little bit more risky, a little bit more narrative, and a little bit less performance heavy. And I think, you know, to line that up with a brother video is is really great timing as well. And this takes place. It, I mean, as you mentioned before, brother videos have a narrative, and, and it's not always imperative in those videos to 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 be following what the narrative is. You just kind of have to get the gist. Well, um, I think I, I, it's a strip club. I right. think I, it's a strip club uh, where you know the the weekend obviously has a relationship with one of the strippers um, who is actually we learned last week played by his actual girlfriend. Um, He's got a relationship with one of the strippers and obviously the owners um, or, or frequent guests of the strip club are somehow, uh, you know, make, making this a, a scary place for all involved. Um, and The weekend seems to initially be the hero of the situation. Um, and then kind of by the end of the video, it, it's clear that the the ladies are more the hero and, and The weekend is more just kind of a prop to, to kind of like start the action for all the ladies to kind of save the day. Yeah, the weekend is in. I mean, he is not uh, absent from this video, but he's not in all of it. Um, but when he is, he's he makes it count. I think he's yeah. He has great, some great performances, some in the rain. Um, and yeah. this video moves so fast and has so many elements in it that you you don't really miss him when when there's other things going on. And when he's performing, they do the you know brothers editing style is. Like we said, there's a lot happening, and and they do this kind of um, uh, like multiplying. I don't I don't remember. I don't know the best way to describe it, but he kind of is he kind of drags across the screen, and it's so there's more than one of them. Mm-hmm. So there's double time. But that's another great thing about this video is that it's not more. It's not just a standard performance element, and that there's a lot going on even in the stuff that's not narrative and and is, is more pure performance. It's not it's not stripped back at all. 
So we thought this video needed to be included in our top 10. It was a really interesting uh, kind of melding of, uh, I think Brother have been, have done, you know, music videos for tons of very successful pop artists. So it feels a little disingenuous to call them um, indie directors, but they have a very uh, non-commercial and, and independent sensibility when it comes to style and, and pacing and content with an artist that has grown to be a massive, huge uh, pop force in 2015. And that the meaning of those, especially toward the end of the year, was really, really interesting. And, and I, I love this video. Yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, so let's move on to number nine. Um, cool. What's that? I said cool. Oh, I thought you smelled like hoop. Like, uh, like you got one more thing to say about uh, Brother. Oh, no. But like hoop, that's a cool thing. Nice. Hoop. Well, you know what is uh, super cool, and that's Flying Lotus. I think he's cool. Doug, you remember last year we had a Flying Lotus video, which was the Hiramari video that he did, um, right for Never Catch Me. That's right, uh, and I believe that was I can't remember what place it was on the list, but it was pretty high. It was a, it was an amazing video, and I remember one of the, the the beautiful things about that video was how dark and cinematic it was, um, and it was from the same album that this song is, uh, the number nine on our countdown, Cronus the Terminator, um, which was released way back in January 2015. Almost a full year ago. <sighs> 50 weeks ago. And so we just had a video two weeks ago. Now we have a video from 50 weeks ago. Uh, it's important to, to kind of spread things around that way because music videos, whether they come out in the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, or the end of the year, I feel like, you know, we're pretty good at placing those in their proper place. And when this video came out, I remember this was the first video that blew us away in yeah. 2015. Yeah, definitely. It came pretty early, but like we, this video made me really excited about the music videos in 2015 because it's like, oh shit, we're two weeks into the year and we've already got this type of video. And it's... And, 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 because it came from an album in 2014, it, you know, it, it felt like a little bit of 2014 bleeding through. Um, but it also really did kind of like really establish what the year was going to be like for music videos because there was such, such great stuff um, throughout the year. But yeah, this is one that really stuck with me throughout the year and still feels fresh watching it a year later. You know, I don't think you don't get dark music videos like this that are just like trying to like be dark in a way that wants to like scare you or something like that. I mean, it comes off the album, you're dead and, and all the music videos from this album kind of deal with death, but this deals it in with it in a very unique and, and, and interesting way. And uh, yeah, it definitely made it deserve a spot on this list. So it's directed by young replicant uh, and the DP was Pat Scola and it centers around a, a, a man, a black older man who's dying. Um, he's on his deathbed, and his family's around, and they're and they're sort of laying hand, hands on him. And and I believe you're you're meant to understand that he's passed. And instead of going to heaven, he goes to uh, kind of an. He's still in the house, but he is in some sort of purgatory. I would imagine. Yeah, um, some maybe like a tra- like a passing into death kind of space. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Not like in heaven or hell, but more in like, like you said, like a purgatory somewhere in between. And he's, this area is like populated by these uh, people, but the way that they're styled as ghosts, and this is sort of one of the central images of the video that would stay with you, is they are covered in this uh, powder. Um, and so much so that if they, you know, uh, 
adjust to clothing or anything like that, that powder will fly off them. Yeah. Um, Which gives this very like ghostly effect. You know, if you're trying to, if you imagine what somebody would do, if they were going to like try to make someone into a ghost through VFX, they would kind of give them like an entrail and, and kind of have this kind of white, (laughs) white kind of powder kind of, uh, emitting off of them and and young replicant was able to kind of have this happen in camera uh and but not in a way where it just seems like they dump baby powder on these folks but that like it really does seem like it's it's originating off of the off of the bodies and and these are just like dusty kind of old ghost ghost characters you know it makes for a really uh unique uh kind of approach to ghosts and the song Cronus the Terminator is is not a, you know kind of your uh, a typical song where there is you know like a, a chorus or any sort of like a lot of recognizable repeating elements. It sort of like meanders. It's dark. Mm-hmm. It's got this really interesting sound of the beat to it. Uh, it's very it, like melody heavy. It really is. It's an odd song, and the the way that Young Replicant was able to really like take this very strange song something that you would put on and you'd be like that that would immediately catch your attention um and and create these these really striking images that go with it uh was really amazing and and the other element of this is that there's sort of like a tent city kind of aspect to it to, to the end um and you know uh, you know, deciphering these images aside there, you watch this and it's something that will definitely stay with you. It's a really striking experience to watch this music video. It's one of the most beautiful videos of the year for a lot of reasons. One of the most beautifully shot. It's like very spooky. Um, but it's also a video that feels very like effortless and it's not trying too hard to do anything. And at no point does it feel too earnest or too, uh, taking itself too seriously. Um, or anything that like, would normally be a potential flaw in a music video that deals with these elements or, or goes for these images. And so, you know, it's just super accomplished in all those, in all those ways. Yeah, you're right. It never veers into the, in a cheesy territory. No, um, not at all. Which could be very easy. This for is like cool as like fuck. Like this video <laughs> is so fucking cool, right? Like this shit is cool. Um, and Doug, fun fact, this video came out on my birthday. Oh shit. So does that mean I'm cool? Yeah, that is. Transitive property of music video birthdays. Thanks, Young Replicant. And Pat. Pat Scola. Big ups to Pat. Um, so let's move on to number eight. Let's, we should. So we're moving on from the spooky to the sexy, Doug. Ooh. E- very easy transition. It's super easy. Um, and this is for, like, in terms of, like, rock tracks, I feel like this is one of, if not... I know... I know um, let it happen by Tame Impala gets more credit, like more attention than this. But this song is what they would call a banger. And would you do? Is, a, would you do some dancing to this song? Yeah, yeah, I'd totally do some dancing to this God song. Damn right. Go to my Instagram for that. www.com/slash/instagram/slash/cnn. Uh, um, and this <laughs> is the less I know, the better by Tame Impala, directed by Canada. Canada. So. So you listen to this this track. So let's talk about the track first. Cool. Um, they have some elements in this track, and it's it sort of you know you listen to it a few times, and the story starts to, to appear. Mm-hmm. Um, and the singer is talking about uh, you know this girl that he's interested in, but she's with this other guy named Trevor. 
and it kind of deals with his jealousy and like emotions that come from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the neat thing about this video is that Canada took that and put their own really uh, psychic, I don't want to say psychedelic, but um, surreal spin on that. Mm-hmm. Um, they said it in a high school, the main character, the sort of the protagonist of the song becomes this high school basketball player. The girl becomes this ribbon dancer that he's interested in and is also interested in him because pff, he's a good looking guy. He's a good looking guy. And he's, you know, he's going down on her in the beginning of the video. <laughs> it's um, happening. Yeah, it's happening. We get right into it right away. Um, and and I, he seems to know what he's doing. He, he looks like he's not timid at all. No. Um, but then we start to move maybe in. a little too emotional, but that's fine. I think he's a little emotional, yeah. Um, but then we find out the Trevor character in this, uh, very cleverly kind of weaved into this video, is somebody is a dude in we never see who it is, but um, it's a dude in a monkey suit who is sort of sort of we understand is the like the mascot of the basketball team. I heard a reading of this video that. Trevor is all in the basketball player's head and it kind of represents his just kind of like raw sexual high school emotion. Do you buy I, that? Uh, no, I, I told there, there's nothing in this video to indicate that Trevor is a real thing, mm-hmm, a right. real person. Right. Um, I mean, the fact that you see him, but like every time you see him, it's in some kind of surreal way. Right. Like there is some grounded elements in this video. The video starts in a very grounded place. You get um, kind of just this like, them in like the like these characters, the players of uh, other than Trevor in the gym, the basketball team, the ribbon dancer squad, all kind of stretching in a gym. It's very grounded initially, and every time you see Trevor, it's very surreal. Uh, they're on stages at some point. Trevor's <laughs> Trevor's size and and his and his size relative to the people shifts. Sometimes he's human size. Other times, it's just like this massive gorilla hand that uh, the female character lives in. This is a uh, police. They're coming chasing. to get you, Doug, for talking about music videos too much. Yeah, you can't do that in Chelsea. Um, and uh, so the person who plays the girl um, is an actress called, uh, I can't pronounce her name, Layla, Leia Manzanares. And I feel like. Uh, you know the, the guy who the dude who plays the basketball player is is good, um, but I feel like this video hinges on a lot on her. Um, and I think well, the casting does. is the casting is fantastic. It really think, is, yeah. And I think the the basketball player is kind of like innocent feeling, kind of like doughy eyed, kind mm-hmm. of like easy to root for, kind of like um, just kind of like easy to believe that he's coming from a place of just like kind of like purity and innocence, even though the video op- like basically opens on him going down on a girl at, in the, in the basketball locker room or whatever. I'd be afraid somebody walking in. You're, you're putting yourself at risk. A lot, there's yeah. Lots He's of right. Just they're just right on there. the, yeah, whatever. If it's the boys locker room or the girls locker room, like whichever one is in the wrong locker room <laughs> is, is making a risk is like risking so much just by that. Even if you don't get caught, doing like what you're actually doing right when i was in high school i had a friend who uh got i'm not gonna tell this story (laughs) 
<laughs> as soon as he said when I was in high school, I was like, uh-oh. Here <laughs> no, we go. I never did anything. Who's, I don't have, who's this I don't have any cool any cool stories that originated when I was in high school are at least secondhand <laughs> stories, if not third hand. So um The the other thing that's a the other thing I'd have killed I, for a third hand in high school. <laughs> oh the other thing that I think is, you know, aside from really nailing the thematic elements, the casting, uh, the technical elements of this video are pulled off so beautifully. There's the, the guitar riff at the beginning of this is synced uh, just so perfectly with like the ribbon dancing of the you cheerleader character. How much ribbon dancing coverage they have. They ran through this ribbon dancing scene. <laughs> 95 times and it's a combination of her her dancing and her like her dancing and the ribbon dancing as well there is so much and think about think about the casting in this video they needed to find a lead girl who is all of the things you say like so much of the like hinges on this girl and she can ribbon dance like Mm. they didn't teach her ribbon dancing during the production of this video she came with that skill set similarly whoever plays trevor like jumps through a flaming basketball hoop, like flaming, <laughs> flaming hoop, and Old then school dunks, style. dunks a basketball. Like this is a legit mascot with mascot skills. Like does all these flips and shit. Like and 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 there are so many elements in this video that that stuff just kind of like is one second and then passes by. Like a gorilla jumping through a flaming hoop and dumping dunking a basketball in most music videos is like the narrative. That's the whole video. It's like, what's your music video idea? It's like, well, there's a gorilla and he this fire and he jumps through it and it takes 45 minutes. And in, and in this Canada video, it is a blink of the eye and you miss that. Uh, and that's just speaking to how much happens in this video. Uh, such a great, and there's, yeah, there, there are so many, uh, the attention to detail in this video is uh, just absurd and amazing um and there's an amazing animation sequence i mean you can talk all day about the live action sequences of this music video but in the middle there's a there's a brilliant animation sequence so and the animation ties directly to like production design elements like there's one scene so there's like this part um where um the basketball player like spits up blood which then leads into kind of paint dripping like dripping over what reveals to be like a naked female body. Um, and that paint then drips into what turns into like an animated colorful basketball court. And then later that animated colorful basketball court is a actual set that they have in the music video colored and recreated the exact same way as the animation. Um, all with this like very similar aesthetic and color palette, like, the way things connect and the number of things that connect and how it doesn't feel overstuffed is just, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. I, I hats off. If I had a hat, I'd take it off. Um, to, uh, to Canada. Gorilla masks off. Yeah. Gorilla, gorilla hat masks off. What's um, next on our list? Well, one fact you may not know about me is I call the shots like, like blah, blah, blah. No, I knew that about you. Oh, really? Yeah, I was well aware of how you call the shots. Like, oh, thank you. Um, well, I, don't, I, I would never act like I forgot. Oh yeah, well you well please don't act like you forgot because I know no, I, I didn't. Never. No, I would never. Um, you know somebody else who calls the calls the shots like blah blah blah. Rihanna, absolutely. 
And that's yeah, the next video been. in this list, Doug. Oh, shit. How um, weird. Which for, for what song? Bitch Better Have My Money. And this has a few different awards in the top ten, or a few different distinctions in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Number one, this is the longest video in the top ten. Clocking oh, up shit. seven minutes and one seconds. Yeah, we made our, our list is 51 minutes and 10 seconds. That's how long you can get through these ten videos. It'll, it'll take you longer if you watch our our, ex, our custom experience, because mm-hmm. we talk. But, it'll take you uh, way longer, yeah. Yeah, but uh, way more fun. Definitely. Um, and this, so this, you know, uh, I mentioned before the Pitchfork top 100 tracks um, of the year, and this song was on there. And they made a really uh, good point about how uh, in 2015 there was a lot of talk about women apologizing. They mentioned the Amy Schumer uh, skit where women say sorry for things that they shouldn't. Right. Uh, say sorry for the, in the in uh, in the first place, and that bitch better have my money is sort of the antidote for that in yeah. song form. It is right. it is the most unapologetic song, and I and feel Rihanna's like Rihanna's pretty unapologetic. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, if, actually, if you told me that Rihanna had an album called Unapologetic, I probably would believe you. If you told me that Rihanna apologized, I wouldn't believe mm-hmm. you. Neither would I. Yeah, but this video is sort of along the same vain i feel like this is directed by megaforce and rihanna and this is a video that in the same uh kind of the same way that bitch better have my money pushed the envelope as a song mm-hmm. this pushed the envelope as a video in a few ways right violence nudity kidnapping all of those things implied torture implied torture uh cabin fever no what's it called Munchausen syndrome? No, what's the thing? Munchausen syndrome. <laughs> what's the thing? What's the thing of when you start to empathize with your kidnappers? Oh, a Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Right. That's happening in a little bit here. Yeah. So, so this opens on um, a sort of a middle-aged lady who is obviously very rich, getting dressed, kisses her unseen husband on the cheek, gets walks out the door of their apartment, gets in the elevator, and in the elevator is Riri. With a uh, some sort of crate, um, they put her in the crate. Her Riri. She's, she's with a squad too. She's with a squad. Yeah, a, not a squad that you may expect to be hanging with. Riri. Well, she's with a squad of of like more like women that you would probably encounter in your day to day life. Whereas the woman that they kidnap is kind of like a um, almost like a Barbie doll figure of someone like who who just like checks as many boxes as you can for like traditional um like mo- like expectations of beauty right um but definitely a little older <clears throat> yeah um, it's not like some like 20 22 year old or whatever. no but otherwise like she is tall and thin and yeah. blonde and has fit like uh, what appears to be fake boobs and just like kind of all of those you know things that you would see you just like standards of beauty things. Right. And she's, I mean, so they take her on basically a little bit of a trip. Um, and there, she is their captive during this trip. And, and it, the most of the video takes place on this trip. They're on a boat. Um, they hang her upside down in a barn. They kind of hang out in different places. Um, and at the end, you have this reveal here are the spoilers that, uh, this person wasn't the person that owed, Rihanna the money. This wasn't the bitch better have my money. Uh, her husband, an accountant who 
uh, in this video apparently screwed Rihanna over is the one that owes Rihanna that's money. The, that's the fucking bitch. That's the bitch. Um, and at the end, which, which was controversial, I think, um, it's been a pretty violent, implied violence scene. Rihanna uh, picks out a knife uh, to to torture this person and kill them with. And uh, the last scene is her basically covered in blood, sitting in a in a chest of money, smoking a cigarette. Right, looking uh, cool as fuck. Looking very cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I, I mean I'd ask Rihanna have to, to have a shower first, but I would definitely go to, you know, the go to like TGI Fridays with her, or just here, just go wherever she wants and listen to her stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you I, know, if I'm paying, I you know. You don't have to pay. You can do whatever you, you know. You could go Dutch. Oh. You know, if I was out with Rihanna, I would I would pay. Okay. But she's got she's got I mean, okay. And you're then the bitch who has her money and that's and it's her money for, you know. Yeah, but if she was, rice, if she was genuinely interested in me and Yeah, but that's still like ultimately like you're talking when like bitch better have my money pulled away from the music video for a second is a mind state, right? It is an, it is a, it is a state of mind where you know your worth is what it all boils down to. Uh, it's knowing your worth. And so it doesn't even bitch better have my money. Doesn't even necessarily need to be somebody owes me money for something. It could just be like, they recognize my value, my money and them having it could just mean them kind of acknowledging it. And, so, uh, you know, it doesn't, um, it, you know, you don't have to take it so on the nose. Mm-hmm. And, and so, uh, can, it can mean that. So, it can, so like her meal, your meal that you're right. talking about buying her, uh, she, she's worth that. That's her, that can be her money mm-hmm. and you better have, you better fucking have it. Oh, I do. Um, and I have a lot of love for this video. Uh, we love this video because, this was um, an amazing combination of forces. Number one, Rihanna, which is one of the most entertaining uh, entertainers slash singers out there for her mm-hmm. general attitude and willingness to go a little bit farther than anybody else. Plus Megaforce, who has directed some of our f- absolute favorite music videos because of their willingness to take something not all the way into a surreal mode, but definitely um, push the edges. Their video for Sacrilege by Yeah Yeah Yeahs from 2013 won quite a bit of awards. Um, we also have talked about and written about Pursuit of Happiness by Kid Cudi from 2010. Um, there are some uh, beautiful and fantastic music videos in their can- in their uh, list. And um, Bitch Better Have My Money, I feel like, is kind of a crowning achievement for them. It's it's an amazingly crafted music video. Yeah. One, and one of the best, 2015. What's another best? Uh, well, let's go, Doug, that was number seven. Let's go to another one, and that is... Uh, number directed, six. Directed by Doug. Have you heard of this person before? This is a uh, one he, uh, Hero Murray. Hero Murray. No, who is this? Uh... Oh, wait, hold on. Is this the same hero that was on our list last year for Flying Lotus's uh, video? Oh, yeah, same guy. I think he's the same guy. Interesting. Weird. And you know what? I feel like now that you're kind of like jogging my memory, I feel like we've talked about Hero Marai's videos 
like quite a bit for the last like three do- years. maybe dozens of times on this podcast maybe dozens of times I mean, we, we may have maybe actually heroes been on this maybe heroes been on this podcast a handful mm. of times this is all starting to sound very familiar okay we know who this guy is um and this is for right so we're we're just we're putting on a goof and a sp- we're spoofing a goof oh man we got you guys and of course this is hero Mirai's video for sober by childish gambino um, and we've talked a lot about uh, director-artist duos on the podcast, and this is a relationship that has gone on for five or six music videos between Childish Gambino and Hiro Mirai that has resulted in some beautiful and amazing music videos. Uh, and this is, I think, kind of the, I think might be my favorite in this series. I, yeah, I feel like... It's so like because they're all executed at the same level. They all do some things differently. They all have some similarities. So it's so subjective. Um, but I feel like this is the one I've definitely watched the most mm-hmm. uh, and the most entertaining of of the bunch. Uh, so this takes place entirely in I would say some sort of uh, uh, you order your food and you wait for it kind of place. Yeah, fast casual, but like not as not as not as hipstery. Definitely not a franchise. Counter service. Counter service, yeah. And it's an entire place. There's this woman waiting, and there's Childish Gambino waiting. Um, And she's kind of trying to keep to herself, and uh, Childish Gambino uh, is trying to get her attention. Yeah, Uh, whatever way he can, and he tries all sorts of moves. All sorts of things. Um, But you, through, I mean, through the whole video, you kind of get the sense that Childish Gambino is a little out of it. he, for instance, he does some magic um, where I believe like a pigeon flies out of his jacket, but he is like kind of like surprised and a little bit, uh, seems a little annoyed by it. Um, and he's, and he's, his, he's not initially convincing his, he's, he's always entertaining, especially to the viewer, but the girl that he's trying to impress is not always very uh, sure of how impressive he is. I kept waiting for her to pull out a can of mace and spray him in the face. Right. It would be very ex- ex- acceptable. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we would not judge a person who's trying to get picked up by Childish Gambino in this video. Right. Um, and it kind of takes a turn for the surreal at a certain point. Um, and I think one of um, you know our favorite elements of this video is that she starts to warm up to him. And you think that it's sort of building to something at some point. And then it's interrupted by the fact that this girl's food is done. And uh, she goes and picks it up at the counter and Childish Gambino is left alone. Yeah, it's great because there's so many like beautiful and surreal elements in this video. But the ending kind of really does bring you back down to earth. And it ends up being really satisfying. I feel like if like you feel like during the video you're kind of rooting for Childish Gambino, regardless of how <laughs> kind of like creepy he is you kind of know you know in your heart of hearts that childish gambino is a good guy right and you want him to succeed so as the video is going on you're rooting for him and you want the girl to smile and you want her to kind of like be into what he's doing because ultimately you are and you're entertained by it you're like you should be entertained by this too pretty girl mm-hmm. and uh but then the ending the ending kind of happens and and you're more you're left more satisfied by the wrap-up instead of feeling like um that it's like cliche for them to end up together and they're like a beautiful couple and they live happily ever after. And that's how this music video ends. Uh, that's like super false. And it really does like bring it back 
to the real world and, and you end up being like more like that's more what you want as you find like you end up finding out really what's your favorite what's your favorite dance move in the video uh i like the moonwalk with the fingers finger moonwalk is a yeah. good one. what about what about you i think i like the best when he's kind of doing the air guitar <laughs> moment hmm. uh that's the one that i get most excited about and i try to i try to do myself right right um how does that how does that go not great. Ian Eastwood, who choreographed this video, who also had a fantastic year, uh, also choreographed the Sunday Candy video by Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment, which was on our top 50 list this year. Um, he uh, would not be impressed with my rendition of his choreography. Hmm. So. Sorry, uh, sorry. Sorry, Ian. Yeah. Um, we love you. We love you, though. And we should mention this was DP'd by Kevin Phillips, and uh, this is from our friends at Doomsday Entertainment. Right. Um, Kevin so that, Phillips has been on this podcast too, just like Hiram Rai. Damn. Damn. You know who hasn't been on this podcast is Radkey. You're right. Radkey, the band, has never been on this podcast. Come on, guys. Who who are you sleeping on? I think who are you sleeping on? You sleeping on a purple couch? And what about you, Nikos Livesey, director of Radkey Glore? Why haven't you been on this podcast? You know, let's role play. I'll be Nikos, uh, UBI, and VDB. Hey, Nikos, big fan of the video. Super, super great. Would you like to be on our podcast? Uh, you know what? Uh, sure. Oh, that's in. That's I mean, that's my fantasy. Oh wait, that's how it would go. So that means maybe we should just ask, and maybe it could happen. That's right. And but be- until then, let's talk about Radkey Glor. We're in our top five music videos, twenty fifteen. Holy crap! This is number five, Doug. That's um, it. And this is kind of a rare thing on our top ten music videos, and all animation, not just all animation, but definitely the first all claymation music video that yeah. we've seen. Um, and this takes place. Um, in, well, I mean, it's a psychedelic video or a surreal video. I, I right. should stop saying psychedelic because nobody says this anymore. Um, bringing it back, but, uh, it kind of centers around this couch, this purple couch in, I guess, you know, wherever the three guys from Radkey are living. Um, and it's a little tough to describe, but basically it is a journey through space and time with these guys. Um, and it is all claymation. Um, it is a very intense song. Glore is pretty short. This might be our shortest video of the top ten. I think it's about two minutes and eight seconds. Um, but it is so intense that at the very end of this video, the three members are transported back onto their couch after traveling through a neon tunnel. Um, they're all transported back to the couch and promptly just vomit everywhere. Right. I think the the... Like one of my favorite things about this video is that it somehow manages to like make claymation feel new again. Mm-hmm. Claymation has been around like basically my whole life, um, and I, f- I feel like I've been watching it forever. And there's a lot of the things that I remember watching it from referenced in this video. But somehow this video manages to take this technique that's been around forever and, and make it feel. You know, this is our generation's claymation music video, not anybody else's. We own this shit. This is not your father's claymation music video. This isn't your grandfather's claymation. <laughs> um, and it, it follows a sort of stream of consciousness that is so well-suited to this claymation because everything turns into everything else. Um, right. There are, are, are not a lot of just com- like straight cuts in this video. Uh, a lot of them are either match cuts or, or some physical object changing into another physical object. 
Um, and a lot of these like flash things that you see, these images that just last, you know, half a second or so are, you know, things that we all sort of collectively remember, um, but are warped in some way. Like you will see like a, a SpongeBob SquarePants just like very quickly, but it's not, it's, you know, it doesn't look like SpongeBob exactly. It's sort of this no. nightmare version of SpongeBob. Or you'll see Batman and then he takes acid. Yeah, Batman does take acid in this. Um, Drops acid, I think is what the kids say. And it's an interesting melding between, um, you, you know, the effects of whatever drugs these guys are on. Um, you know, the hallucinations and the images, plus just like the actual, their actual reality. Um, right. There's like a great sequence of pizza slices being torn apart. Um where, you know, it starts off with something very normal, a pizza box opening with pizza in it. And then these slices, you know, the more they pull at it, the more slices appear. Uh, it's, it's you, you know... It's my dream. It's my oh, it's my dream as well. Um, I would prefer the pizza be real and not claymation pizza, though. I mean, I don't know I, how you feel about that, but... I dream of genie. Interesting. I, I don't. I don't know what that was. Um, but this is a video that, like, for a an animated video and a claymation video, this like definitely was something raises, that we watched it, over and over again. This was this is an, a very impressive video and raises the bar. If you're gonna make a if you're gonna make a claymation music video now, mm-hmm. you got to do something above the bar. Right. You can't just go. Well, if you go below the bar, I believe that's technically limbo. Yeah, what do you, yeah, right. And that's not a music video. So what, uh, something that is a music video is number four on our list. That's right. It's Doug, we're in the, well, we're getting into top three. This is top four. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> number four on our list is Anna by Will Butler. Um, right. And this is the second version of this video. Um, I don't recommend the first. Um, nope, but we recommended is, number two, the 2015 version, our generation's Anna video. This is not your father's Anna <laughs> video. Uh, so you may remember last year when a lot of the most popular music videos were dominated by dance, such as Chandelier by Sia. Um, and that was choreographed by one Ryan Heffington. I remember um, last year. And Ryan has continued to be an amazing choreographer. I would recommend watching all of the videos that he's choreographed because he's, he's really an amazing, can you say choreographer, auteur? Maybe? Sure. You, um, we just did. Wouldn't it be funny if like 2015 hit and like he's began to suck. <laughs> he's just like, Oh, not, I, I do not continue to be an amazing choreographer anymore. Like 2016. Maybe. Yeah. Whenever it is just like whatever the turn of the year marks his just would mark. It's obviously not going to happen. I mean, that would be funny. But it's also sad. So, yeah. Um, so this uh, video is directed by Brant- Brantley Gutierrez and starring mm-hmm. Emma Stone, um, choreographed by Ryan Heffington. And this is by far my favorite Ryan Heffington choreographed video. Wow, um, that's lofty claim. It is now, lofty when, claim. going into 2015. Were you like when you were penciling in your like directors who were going to direct music videos in our top ten videos of the year? I'm sure you were like, okay, brother, here am I. Brantley Gutierrez were like your shoe and directors for this year, right? Well, I mean, uh, Brantley Gutierrez did direct the video for Johnny and Mary by Brian Ferry, which is a great video. Oh, I'm not saying that he's a bad, uh, he's a bad director. This is just like an unexpected inclusion, like go, like going into the year. Like if you were going to like get like a assign favorites 
mm-hmm. if like if people were taking Las Vegas style bets on on our top ten music videos of the year list, uh, Bradley Gutierrez would would be paying back a lot of money. Right, and I also would not have uh, singled out uh, Will Butler, uh, you know, uh, who is an arcade. Yeah, player. like all of the members of Arcade. <laughs> yeah, um, like the brother. And this song was actually, if you ever listened to the Song Exploder podcast, uh, this is an amazing episode of the Song Exploder podcast. Uh, but basically, this video follows Emma Stone dancing around the ship, uh, the Queen Mary. And, uh, you know, it's tough to describe dancing, but it is an extremely well done, basically, dance routine all over this entire ship for the entire music video. Um, and, you know, the song Anna has this, like, very quirky. Uh, you know, a lot of it is kind of an improvised song, um, both in the composition and the recording of it. And it has that feeling to it, this very spontaneous, uh, well, clearly being not spontaneous though. Like no, no way. Like this is, uh, like choreographed to the T like, like she's, she's moving throughout this boat and like new dancers are kind of emerging from all different sorts of like areas from the boat and the camera is turning and everything is kind of choreographed in this video, but it still does have that kind of spontaneity that you wouldn't really expect in something that is so detailed. Yeah. And it really is incredible uh, when you watch this, how all of the elements that really need to be on point to make an amazing music video are coming together in a lot of these sequences. There's an amazing sequence toward the end of the video where, you know, there are these sailors and the Anna, titular Anna, played by Emma Stone, like, is on the deck of the ship and sort of pantomimes uh, throwing a bowling ball down like a bowling alley lane. And the camera turns around and, uh, you know, shows like these sailors kind of like on the ground but sort of flopping around like fish it sounds super super stupid when i describe it but if you watch it (laughs) everything from the camera movement to um how the shots are composed the dancing all the different elements are just really amazingly pulled off in this um and ryan heffington does what i think no other choreographer choreographer really has nailed so consistently and that is being able to uh, really adapt the personality and the uh, personal quirks of whoever's doing the dance to the actual dance, and that's that's yeah. what this is all about. And and I'm pretty sure he makes a cameo in this video. I uh, I'm sure there's ways that I can find out that's better than this, but I'm going to try this method instead. And this method is if you're listening to this podcast and you, and you know whether or not Ryan Heffington <laughs> makes an appearance in this video, please let me know. This is the podcast equivalent of instead of Googling something, tweeting the question. Hmm. And uh, that's what I'm doing here, but instead in podcast form. So in two weeks when you are two weeks from when I say it, when you're listening to it, if, if you know, if Ryan Heffington is in this video, tweet me at Doug underscore Klinger or at IMVDB. Remember the underscore. If you do the dash, it's not going to work. And if you just do Doug Klinger, you're going to get the guy who founded Monster.com. Really? Yeah. And wow. he was the guy who was on our crunch base <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Anyone who knows what crunch base is, yeah, that Doug You Klinger, guys got to get on that hot crunch base. I had Twitter first, but I used to have a different Twitter account than Doug underscore. You know, I had another dumber one. Yeah, the Doug so, movement. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so Doug Klinger of monster.com fame. He, he seems like a nice guy. Cause he actually had Doug underscore Klinger and I tweeted some snide thing at him and then suddenly it was available. So nice. if you, uh, Doug Klinger, if you're listening to this podcast, 
thanks. thanks. Yeah, you're a good, good dude. Good man. Um, number so does, three. Should we get into the top three? We're getting kind of close here. We ought to. I think our number three video is what's going to end up being the Grammy winner for best music video at the upcoming Grammys. And I've seen this video on the top of many music video end song lists mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of a runaway. I feel like it, it, you know, runaway train, runaway train of a hit. Um, and that is "All Right" by Kendrick Lamar, directed by Colin Tilly. Now, Doug, if you're talking about bets, if you had told me <laughs> that at the end of 2015, I that that a video by Kendrick Lamar, directed by Colin Tilly, would be at the top of everybody's list for 2015, I would have said that's a bunch of bullshit. Well, you uh it's it would have been a safer bet than Brantley Gutierrez. No offense, Brantley. Right. But but the, what I mean by that is that well, first of all, Kendrick Lamar has not uh been a perennial music video powerhouse um in terms no, of No, it's not something that he has seemed to focus on versus the 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 additional attention that he appears to give to almost every other element of being a pop and hip hop performer and artist right and it's not that he his music videos have been bad necessarily but i think several of them have been missed opportunities to be he just doesn't seem to give the same attention as he does to like even live performances on you know jay leno's car show right yeah which you got to get on if you can if, if you you're can not watching on. jay leno's car show oh geez who, what who are you, you doing your on? time you're listening to podcasts about music videos i guess right uh so you know not that they've been bad but i think they have been forgettable i think mm-hmm. uh, which have has been a huge disservice to his music because he's been of course one of the most memorable and dynamic and you know rappers and entertainers in the last few years so when i i struggled to recall what the hell is in the backseat freestyle music video that makes me sad because it's an amazing track what the um, hell is in the backseat yeah or like bitch don't kill my vibe i mean that's it's a an amazing song but um anyway so uh um his album tip him a butterfly came out in march and was a very hotly anticipated album and I think uh, Kendrick Lamar has been putting some more effort into the music videos. And then, so what I mean by, and it's not a diss against Colin Tilly at all. He's a fantastically talented director. He has music videos that I think are extremely underrated. Uh, I like Talk Dirty to Millie, excuse me, Talk Dirty to Me by Jason Derulo from 2013. And music videos that I could, I could, would definitely put in the category as iconic, like Anaconda from 2014. Definitely. Um, but, you know, when I put those two names together, Colin Tilly and Kendrick Lamar, I never would have expected something as sort of like timeless and iconic as this All Right video. This feels like a video that we will be talking about in 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it, like, uh, you know, I, I hate to call it unexpected, but I didn't like we have like. It wasn't a combination that I expected to put out this type of music video. It's just not, uh, you know, Colin Tilly makes a great, really diverse music videos, but they're all very performance heavy or kind of uh, just like the, you could feel the budget in a lot of his videos. And this is a video that you'd like, um, I, th- I think you feel the budget too, but like in a, in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. 
And so this starts out, this is a pretty long video, uh, released in June of this year. And it starts out with some of the kind of spoken word elements from Tepemba Butterfly, some that were tacked on to the end of the track, All Right, um, that are kind of put together into this montage. The actual song doesn't start until about a minute and 30 seconds into this video. But once it does, it is a black and white um, you know, sequence of images that are all really striking visual images. And a lot of them are kind of simple like uh visual tricks like the the i think what's going to be the 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 image that people remember about this video is kendrick lamar standing on top of a street light right um which is i still don't know how they did this i i I think i think it's just like rigging and then they painted up the rigging yeah and the same way with the like the driving scene where he's kind of running as they're driving um I think they, they, they uh, you know, they employed similar effects. So you, you say simple in that it, you think like, well, have they put them up there? Well, they probably just rigged them up. But like saying that in, in, and doing that are two mm-hmm. completely different things, especially when you're talking about Kendrick Lamar and like the <laughs> like insurance and risk that you're taking <laughs> by just like dangling Kendrick Lamar above traffic. Um, yeah. You know, it's a lot of risks. But, um, yeah, essentially it's like, you know, some practical fit, like Kendrick is really up there. Um, so some practical mixed with some VFX to like remove rigging and stuff. And the one element that I think is central and is absolutely key to this video is that this, this song is, you know, produced by Pharrell is an amazing pop song, um, with some depth to it. And has all these amazing moments in the song that are just begging to be brought out by this music video. And Kendrick Lamar just nails every single one um, perfectly but in his performance. I think this is one of like the marquee performances of, you know, ever in music videos in terms of Yeah, subtlety. I mean, this, there's like some great performances on this list. I mean, obviously, Childish Gambino Sober has a fantastic performance. We just talked about Will Butler, Anna. But I think... You know, from Kendrick Lamar, an artist who really like he is known a lot of by a lot of people for his great performances, and a lot of people have kind of seen him for the first time probably in maybe his SNL performance or you know his performances on one of the late night shows in which he's done a slew of, and he and they're really unique. He doesn't just go out there with a DJ and a microphone <laughs> and like do half half a verse and and call it quits like. It's um, and he also isn't the the opposite of that on some like Kanye West uh, Yeezus tour stuff where it's like all flash. You know, he kind of carries it with like it's more just considered and measured. And I think you get that in his performance in this video as well. Yeah, I I, uh, I'm really happy this video came together the way it did. And I am really happy to see it on the top of many music video lists for this year. Um, it's and congrats on your pre-Grammy, Colin. Yeah, congrats on your Grammy. Um, although that's not a, a totally done deal, but I feel like... It's not tied up, but that's where my money is. Uh, the amount of... We've been talking about a lot of betting on this. Yeah. Everything's betting. Doug, do you have... Who takes, uh, who takes music video bets? 
Maybe we need a DraftKings for music videos. <laughs> music video <laughs> DraftKings? That would be sick. Yeah. Let's do, you know what? Let's drop everything and just work on that concept. Yeah, we'll pivot. Um, so Doug, now we're in the top two. Here yeah, we are. That's what you, after the top three. Um, so number two is a music video and song that I believe has and will appear on many, many best of the year lists. This is the Britney Spears hit me baby one more time of 2015. Wow. Now, Doug, that's, you, you can't use that lightly. No, but I think this is going to be like the pop song and the pop video that will define 2015. Yes. And that will like look back and say this is what 2015 was all about. Well, here we go. Here it is at number two, Hotline Bling. By, by Britney Spears. <laughs> um, directed by Director X. Damn. Who? Um, so this music video made a huge impact. We were talking about Apple Music earlier. This is a music right. video that premiered on Apple Music, as did many Drake music videos of this year, mm-hmm. um, including Energy. Uh, this is a video that kind of, in a way that Drake can only do, uh, created uh, like a million memes. Yeah, Drake is, you know... The most memeable artist there is, I think we say on the podcast where we talked about this video a couple months ago, but it's because of stuff like this. And um, this video definitely had the biggest kind of cultural impact. It was definitely the most, you know, there were SNL sketches about it. There were Tumblr blogs dedicated to memes about it. It was all over Vine, you know, everything from like big pop culture TV stuff to like web pop culture stuff like t- like vine memes you know were saturated with drake after this video came out and after it was only out on apple music like it didn't it didn't take for it to hit youtube or vivo for the memes to start happening and um and it's not that we're just giving this the second spot on the list because it is a of the culture Im- cultural impact but it like that that impact is part of it. It's also a fantastic music video. And it's another director who, you know, we you don't expect to be making the types of videos that that get looked at for lists like this. You know, normally we are um celebrating with a top ten list uh, innovation and a lot of the artists who turn to directors like Colin Tilly and Director X are looking to um recreate some of the videos that director X and Colin Tilly were kind of being innovative with, you know, when, when those guys started the artists they worked with, they were kind of breaking new ground and then artists now come to them for that ground they broke. And I think for all right, Colin Tilly broke new ground. And I think director X is breaking new ground with hotline bling and they're doing, they're breaking this ground with massive artists. And to be able to do that is really something that's got to be celebrated. And I think that's happening here. Yeah. And it, what strikes me about this video is how simple it is in its concept. I mean, this is a music video that I think is memeable and iconic because it has such simple, recognizable elements. Um, the sets are difficult to describe. They're basically like, like large, uh, very softly lit, kind of geometric shapes and i've seen um, some references like some high art and i can't recall the artist's name but like high art installations mm-hmm. that look very similar to 
these set pieces. And I think some people were up in arms, like Drake ripped off this man, this dude, who I, I wish I could remember who it was, but I don't. Um, <laughs> and like, you know, Drake ripped this guy off. But like, this is how pop music videos work. They, they pull references from places and they recreate it in music videos. Sometimes it's, you know, the artist is just like, I love Blade Runner. So they make Blade Runner into a music video. And it's as simple as that. So that, that type of thing is very typical for music videos. The fact that Director X and Drake are pulling visual references, if they did, from a high, you know, high art installations and turning them into Tumblr memes, you know, like a music video that is just ripe for Tumblr memes, that's uh, amazing. And that is exactly what 2015 is in music videos, right? It's like being influenced by unexpected places um, and making it something that it that feels created for bite-size consumption. And I don't know if we mentioned this explicitly, but the centerpiece of this is Drake's amazing dance moves. Right. Um, ties it all together. Really ties it all together. And a lot of people, when this video came out, they're like, haha, you know, Drake's dancing poorly or whatever. That was the SNL joke. That was, yeah, it, a very weak joke. Um, yeah. That it's that do it's, better SNL just because it's not you know uh, you know beautifully Ryan Heffington choreographed dancing that it's bad. Um, it is unique in a way that I think has made Drake you know the kind of pop and rap icon that he is today. Um, yeah. It is unexpected and uh, just so unique, just like this video that you kind of can't help but pay attention um, and. It's unique uh, that an artist comes along where they're doing that um, and putting that kind of thing, those kind of things out there, and they're appealing to such a massive audience. Um, so this is the really the I think the the pure music video distillation of what Drake is as an artist. So um, hats off to Director X for for kind of being able to capture that. Hats off to you, Doug. Do you have any hats? Um. I don't think I have I mean, any don't hats. Don't lie. Don't lie. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to give you an honest answer, and I'm trying to just like it, I mentally went through every room and drawer and cubby in my house. I right. do have like when it's cold and I, and my little ears get cold, hmm. I put on like a knit hat, yeah, or like a scully or something, yeah. So I've it's, I've got those. Okay. Uh, that's that's fine. How about you? Yeah, I got some hats. What kind of hats? I mean, one's a baseball hat. When do you wear that? No, no, I don't wear hats. I just okay. have them. But you own them. Right. Just to keep up with hats. Um, just so people don't think you're weird. It's like, where, right. where do you keep your hats when they come and visit? They're like, okay, cool. Dogs, cool. Kitchen, cool. Uh, wear your hats. Well, and you're like, hat. oh, I keep, I keep my hats right here. In my hat and they're room, like, yeah. And they're like, oh, cool, baseball. Um <laughs> Cool. So, so just to mention, or just to put in perspective, how you know we were talking about Adele earlier, um, Hotline Bling and uh, Hello were uh, released within three days of each other in yeah. October. Um, Hotline Bling, for as massive as it was, uh, and for as late as it came on YouTube as it did, because remember it premiered on Apple Music, is at two hundred fifteen million views. Adele Hello is at seven hundred and ten. Wow, is Halloween Bling at 215 million though? That's still really impressive. It really Considering is. Considering yeah. it didn't premiere there and it like premiered there weeks later. Yeah. 
Like if it were to premiere there at the height, man, not, I don't want to speculate, but that would be, that would be tight, yo. All right, here we go. So number should we one. do number one? Yeah. Like I want you to, you to take this into number one. Okay, here we go. This is another video. We keep kind of like bouncing back and forth early in the year, late in the year, middle of the year, early in the year. This is an early in the year music video. Um, that was, it was released in early February of 2015 by a director who had a fantastic 2015. Uh, he attended the Grammys in 2015 in high heels. He um, won a, like four UK MVAs and uh, directed four really fantastic music videos. Uh, and the first one that he released this year is Out of the Black by Royal Blood. And this is David Wilson. Uh, and this is a video that he co-directed with Chrissy Caracas, who is the um, co-creator of Super Jail, the Adult Swim show. And so this is a video, half animation, half live action, which is not a space that David Wilson is infamiliar with, unfamiliar with. He's done several music videos that, com that mix media like that. Uh, and this video starts with a <laughs> bunny rabbit mascot. It's a second video in our top 10 with, with mascots. Um, bunny rabbit mascot running through a convenience store, stealing candy bars and killing people. <laughs> and then uh, it's essentially the video then takes us through a mixed media adventure full of violence and mayhem and aliens and cops. Um, which kind of and ends with kind of like a standoff between a line of police officers and a line of uh, mascots, um, probably alien mascots, uh, basically battling to the death um, and essentially battling to the death over a single candy bar. So, uh, and w uh, with all this mayhem and violence, it's this is like a super fun and entertaining video. Essentially, the most fun and entertaining video of the year. Um, which is a big reason why it was the top of the list for 2015. And you mentioned co-direction by Christy Caracas, who is the co-creator uh, of Super Jail. And if you've ever seen Super Jail, it is a really interesting mix of surreal and ultra-violent animation. Um, so when we say this is kind of like a combination of animation and live action, it's not like, you know, Who Framed Roger Rabbit or anything like that. It basically, <laughs> <laughs> like... Uh, basically switches between live action and fully animated at different points, very strategic points. So you get these insane, uh, ultra-violent, crazy violent uh, action sequences that happen like at certain points, and then all of a sudden it'll, cu it'll cut back to live action. at And the live action like ref reflects the mayhem that just happened in the animation. So the live action scene is set up one way and then there's animation and then we're back in live action and everything that happened in the animation is now left. All the remains are left in the live action world. Um, and it creates this really like interesting balance of like, like it, it becomes like almost a second reveal. Yeah. It is really amazing the way they kind of melded these two with nothing other than just, you know, cuts between the live action and the actual animated sequences. And yeah. you might look, you know, look at the top 10 list and think, you know, you know, for two and three, those were really, you know, music videos with hundreds of millions of views. And then, you know, for our number one, it's something that's, you know, a little bit more, I would say underground. I mean, it's, it's less than a million views. Um, well, not on, not if you include YouTube. Not if you, all right, sorry. Um, 
a little more under, you know, maybe underground. Some, you know, definitely less people. It's on, it's on the hundred hundred millions. You know, it's about you know close to four million if you combine the YouTube and Vimeo views. But the um, but when you compare that to hundreds of millions of views, yeah, that you, that's definitely underground in the in the new internet you know world where you know somebody does something on Vine and it's got ten million loops in fifteen minutes. Uh, those like big numbers become dwarfed pretty easily. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, you know, 5 million views is still like kind of a modest view, view count (laughs) when you think about the, like how popular music videos can get on the internet. And the reason this is number one for us, uh, is because, you know, even though there are videos that had, uh, you know, a huge cultural impact or maybe even a very large social commentary impact, uh, you know, at the end of the day, for us, I feel like music videos are fun. Um, you know, even when they're all these different things, um, socially and culturally relevant, um, you know, we love music videos that are innovative in a really fun and sort of interesting way to, uh, you know, have a music video that's, you know, three or four minutes long that is just a crazy, unique um action-packed ride that could kind of be its own short film or even a full-length film on its own um, if it was kind of extrapolated out is really exciting to see. And to see David Wilson, who has been, you know, like you said, Doug, had an amazing year and has had several amazing years, um, do something like this, uh, we are both blown away by this video and just how, uh, like, how it uses the format and the craft of music videos to create something really incredible. Yeah. Um, so that's it. Those are the 10 best videos of the year. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. <laughs> yep. You I did. Just it. You wanted to, I just wanted to count those out just to make sure that's what we had. Yep. We did it. Um, so Doug, if you wanted to see what people in Portugal are seeing, uh, if I understand this correctly, you would go to imvdb.com slash 2015? Yeah, 2015. Okay, wow. Okay, nice. Go to um, go to that website. Check them out. Check it out. You will see a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of music videos. A lot of great music videos from this year. You will see Doug and I together in New York talking about these music videos. Yeah, you'll see, we, we curated a list of 10, a list of 50. We, we, t- we tell you why we picked them. We also, because we're impartial... Ask some other people to collect some music video lists and ask them what they thought, just mm. in case you, you know, wanted a second opinion or 10 other opinions. It's important to get a second opinion. Yeah, or, you know, 10. So that, that'll be there. It's all packed in. You might even have listened to this podcast there. And so, Doug, next week, I think the last uh, podcast before the end of the year, we're going to talk about Christmas music videos. Yeah, we do that every year. You can listen to it on your commute. Um, and this time it'll be a new list of music videos, except for, of course, our favorite, uh, Judy Panko. Yeah, I think we got to check in with Judy Panko this year. I hope she's doing her tour across the United States. We should. We should look into it. Maybe check in. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll have Judy Pankos on the podcast. Who, check know, who out. The, the only way knows? you can find out is if you listen next week. It's Christmas. Who the fuck cares? Right. Um, so, everybody, thank you for an awesome 2015. Um, we hope you enjoyed the upcoming Christmas episode. We hope you enjoyed our top 10 music videos. And we'll see you in 2016.